Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. We're talking week 14 wide receivers and tight ends on this episode. Uh, I'll go over the matchups of, you know, who I like, who I don't like for the week, who I'm starting, who I had to move down the rankings this week. Uh, We'll get to all that in a second. Just want to hit on some news before we do that, um, Kenneth Walker or Zach Charbonnet, neither of those guys practice on Wednesday. Uh, Charbonnet's knee was banged up in that Cowboys game last week. So monitor their practice reports. Tough matchup this week against the 49ers. So uh, I have Walker as a mid RB2 this week if he does end up playing. Um, you know, DJ Dallas was the next guy up for the Seahawks when Charbonnet went down in the fourth quarter last week. We haven't seen Kenny McIntosh get a touch yet. Um, I, I'd assume that would happen if both of these guys missed. So keep monitoring that. Um, I'll give you guys an update on tomorrow's show. We finally have Justin Jefferson practicing in full. It looks like he'll be back this week. Finally, uh, throw him in back, throw him back in your lineup without hesitation. I wouldn't overthink this one. He actually has a good matchup on that left perimeter against the Raiders. They've given up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers lining up on that side over the last four weeks. Uh, I think. Jordan Addison takes a step down here. You know, I'd assume the top targets will be Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson. And Addison already wasn't really taken over as that guy, you know, for them without Justin Jefferson and then also without Kirk Cousins. So a, a little bit of an iffy start for me this week. Brees Hall didn't practice on Wednesday because of an ankle injury. Uh, so monitor his practice reports. Um, you know, I think. You know, I have him as an RB2 this week, right ahead of Kenneth Kenneth Walker if he were to go. But behind guys like David Montgomery and Joe Mixon, just trust them a little bit more. Uh, but I think the targets will be there. And I think with Zach Wilson behind center, surprisingly, I think this offense does take a little bit of a step forward. Um, I do like him a little bit. Now, you know, if you if you don't trust Mixon yet, I totally understand that, right? So, like, if you're in a PPR league, I think Brees Hall gives you as safe of a floor as you can get uh, because he's going to be targeted in the receiving game a ton. Um, so, you know, as a floor play between Montgomery and Mixon, like, he's probably the safest floor out of all of them. Uh, Montgomery, you think he has a pretty good chance of scoring a touchdown, right? Maybe two. So, on, on a better offense. So, um, that's part of the reason why I like him. And then Joe Mixon obviously has that really, really good matchup that we talked about yesterday. Najee Harris is listed as questionable for Thursday night football after not practicing at all this week, but according to Tom Pelissero, he is expected to play. I moved Jalen Warren up a bit to RB19 uh, ahead of guys like Derrick Henry, uh, you know, because of that potential game script in Miami for him ahead of Kenneth Walker. 
Uh, I'd assume Warren would still get more work than he usually does. So uh, I'm upgrading Warren regardless, but not quite. I don't feel as confident to have him, you know, in my top 12. You know, if Najee was out, then I would be. And I initially had him there. But now that Najee's playing, you know, it's kind of hard to tell how much work Najee's going to get. Uh, but all you know, no practice, you know, this week, you know, kind of tells you that he's most likely going to be limited at best. Demario Douglas is out for Thursday night. I wouldn't drop him in 12-team leagues. But at the same time, if you have a shallow bench, need to pick up somebody, I totally understand wanting to drop him. I think he can be a low-end PPR wide receiver three once he returns. But, you know, you kind of look at his matchups and you're like, well, they aren't too amazing. So I wouldn't blame you if you need the space for someone else and you go ahead and drop him. By the way, both Deontay Johnson and George Pickens have a good matchup tonight. You know, it hasn't been pretty for Deontay Johnson, but I think he should be in lineups as a low-end wide receiver too this week. Pickens is also an upside flex play because of the matchup. The Patriots just run so much man coverage, the most in the league, and you know these two guys on a per-route basis, they tend to score a lot more fantasy points when going up against man coverage. Dallas Goddard likely back this week. He got a full practice in on Wednesday. That's a pretty good sign that he'll be good to go. Uh, this was the this was this was the game that the Eagles were targeting for his return. This is why they didn't put him on IR because that would have included this game. So I think if you play him, um, you know I think he has upside to be a top six or seven guy, right? But I, I think I'm playing those other guys that you've been starting ahead of him, right? So. You know, Jake Ferguson, who has a good matchup against Philly, probably playing him over Goddard. Um, obviously playing Laporta, Kittle, Hawkinson. Um, I am playing Kincaid, right? There is a chance that we see uh, uh, Dawson Knox return. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, I think Dalton Schultz is good to go. He got a limited practice on Wednesday. Uh, you know, Texas going up against the Jets. Wide receivers having tough matchups. I kind of like Dalton Schultz in that one if he does play. Um and then after that, I think that's where Goddard ends up for me, ahead of guys like Isaiah Likely, Evan Ingram, you know, that whole group. Um, now, with Goddard back, there is a chance Devontae Smith takes a step back in targets. But if you remember, something similar happened last year where Goddard missed weeks 11 through 15 and Devontae benefited, right? But he also didn't stop the production. Eight for 113 with two touchdowns and then nine for 115 in the two games after Goddard returned, right? So you never know. Keep starting Devontae Smith, okay? Um, might as well hit on some of these other tight ends here, right? So, you know, I mentioned those guys. The obvious upside play that I didn't mention here is Taysom Hill, right? He's getting carries. He's being used there. <laughs> it's, it's crazy that they signed Jamal Williams, but, like, they'd rather use Taysom Hill as a running back, and it makes sense because he is more effective than Jamal Williams. All the people that were telling me that they paid Jamal Williams all that money. They're going to use him. When I, when I was, but I was talking about in the context of the rookie that they drafted, Kendrick Miller. But Jamal Williams is so bad that they're using Taysom Hill ahead of him. He's not even a running back. Okay. So Taysom Hill against Carolina. You know, running backs have success against Carolina. He's a tight end, but he's basically playing running back, running some routes as well as a tight end, as a receiver. Um, they use him all different ways. It's really hard to predict whether he's going to get, you know, he, he's he's got it done, though, for the most part, recently. So I think Taysom Hill, if you need some upside, I play him over Goddard this week. Play him over Isaiah Likely. Play him over Evan Ingram. Um, and I think Cole Komet is somebody, you know, who you can start as well, who's had some decent games, you know, high-ceiling games with Justin Fields. He had a decent game last week. Definitely got the targets. 
got the receptions. Uh, Gerald Everett is somebody that I'm looking at this week in a great matchup against Denver. He's my tight end 14 on the week, but I do think he has a little bit of up, little bit of upside. The only problem with him is that the floor is kind of low uh, because of the fact that he doesn't he's not meeting those route participation uh, benchmarks that we like to see in order to feel comfortable starting someone. But the matchup is so good that we could see him, uh, you know, in the end zone, you know, uh, in the red zone, especially, um, you know, these wide receivers have some tough matchups. Keenan Allen is going to be fine. I don't expect the other wide receivers to really contribute a whole lot uh, for the Chargers. So I think Gerald Everett can potentially do his thing. Uh, Tyler Conklin is another guy that you can stream this week against Houston. Houston, you know, hasn't been great against tight ends this year. Uh, and Zach Wilson's back. And, you know, in the couple games with Zach Wilson, Conklin lately, like in this past few games with with Zach Wilson, um, before he got benched, Conklin had some pretty good games. You know, six for six, seven for seven. You know, not bad. So stream worthy. Okay. Let's see. So that's basically my tenant segment <laughs> for this episode. Um, but Deontay Foreman, moving on to some more news. He's practicing in full. It looks like it was not a high ankle sprain for him. Otherwise, he would be out longer. Now we're going to see what this Bears backfield looks like. Every running back is healthy now. So who do they prefer? It looks like we can't feel comfortable starting any of these Bears running backs this week, especially in this matchup. If you have to start one, like it will probably be Roshan Johnson for me because he's the receiving back. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be tough to decide You know who to start. I'm probably staying away if I can. Um, so back to the Bills tight end room. Dawson Knox fully practiced on Wednesday. The Bills opened up his 21-day practice window. A full practice means that he could potentially play this week. The question becomes what happens now, right? Do they rotate? Um, you know, do they do what they did before, right? And they did have these guys rotate. They played a lot of 12 personnel with two tight ends in the field. Uh, once Knox went down, Kincaid's route participation went full time, right? Before that, we were looking at only 67% right? That's not going to cut it. Now, is that going to happen this week? I hope not. Rational coaching would tell you that it shouldn't happen at all because you're actually getting production out of that position, right? And you were not getting that production out of the tight end position before Knox got hurt. So Josh Allen also needs a second weapon behind Stefan Diggs. But I don't know if I can count on rational coaching, particularly with this team. I'm hoping they don't touch Kincaid's role, but you know we're about to find out over the next week or two after we see Knox play one or two games. The Chargers activated Josh Palmer's 21-day window. That doesn't mean he'll be ready to go this week. Their head coach did say that there is still no timeline, so we might not see him this week. I still think it's worth holding on to him because Justin Herbert needs another weapon. Our sponsor for this episode is Better Vision. It's an app that allows you to keep track of all of your bets in one place. If you have accounts on all of these different sports books, you have to switch between them to see whether you're up or not. You lose track of where you play certain bets, and it gets confusing, but not anymore, not with Better Vision. All of your bets are tracked in one place, and not only that, the best part is Better Vision will let you know which betting platforms have the best odds for certain bets. All right, so if you like a play, normally you would look through all of your apps one by one to see what which one has the best odds, uh, and then you end up playing on that app. But why not have a side-by-side -side comparison all on one screen within one app, and then you just click on the bet that you want to make within Better Vision, and you're good to go. Okay, go check it out. It's completely free. Go to bettervision.us or go to the App Store and search Better Vision. That's better with an O, so B-E-T-T-O-R Vision in the App Store today.
Let's talk about wide receivers. Tyreek Hill and CeeDee Lamb are the best wide receiver plays this week because of their production and matchups. Tyreek Hill, you know, against that weak Tennessee perimeter defense. CeeDee Lamb against a Philly team, giving up the most fantasy points to slot wide receivers. CeeDee killed it the last time these two played, and, and this time he's at home. Dallas tends to do better at home, so, you know, wheels up for the Dallas passing offense this week. Moving down the rankings a little bit, I have Michael Pittman as a solid wide receiver one yet again. Five straight games with eight-plus receptions, two straight games now with 10-plus receptions and over 100 yards. Uh, Another great matchup against Cincinnati. That perimeter and slot have been bottom seven fantasy-wise against wide receivers, and he runs almost 70% of his routes from those two spots. So I had him as my wide receiver six last week. He's my wide receiver six this week. After Jamar Chase was able to command that target share and perform with it, Uh, On Monday night with Jake Browning, he's back in my top 10 as my wide receiver seven. Browning looked good. The hope is that, you know, he can take advantage of this left perimeter where he runs most of his outside routes from. Uh, Indy has been pretty good against wide receivers lately, but that spot on that left side has been a little vulnerable, hoping that he can do something similar to what he did on Monday night where he caught that long touchdown on the left perimeter. Maybe he could do it once again. DJ Moore against Detroit. it, It does not seem like weather. Should be a big concern in Chicago this week. So I've got to fire up more once again. He's been killing it with Justin Fields behind center. And Detroit has been so bad against wide receivers all over the field too, right? Left perimeter, right perimeter, slot, doesn't really matter. But they're giving up the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers uh, in general over the last four weeks, the sixth most over the last eight weeks. Again, there isn't a spot on the field where they haven't been vulnerable lately. So you got to have more in your lineup. Justin Jefferson's back this week. I have him as my wide receiver 10 against Vegas. We haven't seen him with Josh Dobbs yet, who, by the way, has been named the starter once again for this week. I can't imagine what else they would have done. Uh, But Dobbs is the guy. You know, given Hollywood Brown has been a factor for Dobbs, I I would imagine Justin Jefferson is going to be just fine. You know, given the elite talent that he is, he'll be back in my lineup without question. He got plenty of rest, Uh, maybe a little bit more rest than you needed, Justin. Okay, but. Um, it also helps that Vegas has allowed the most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers over the last four weeks. Okay, so that's good to know for Justin Jefferson this week. I'm personally tempering expectations on Stefan Diggs this week going up against Lejarius Sneed. Uh, he had Denver and the Jets in weeks 10 and 11. Tough matchups, right, against tough corners. Three catches for 34 yards in one of them and four catches for 27 yards in the other. I consider this a tough matchup as well. You know, given all the production the Packers wide receivers had last week against the Chiefs, Snead only allowed five yards total with no touchdowns in his coverage. He held Devontae Adams to a modest game as well. Four catches for 66 yards in his coverage the week before that. Held A.J. Brown to one catch for eight yards. Okay, so outside of Snead, though, like besides Snead, there might be some production. We saw it last week. You know, we saw Jacoby Myers had a, had, have a solid game. You know, out, you know, next to Devontae the week before, we saw Devontae Smith have a solid game, you know, alongside A.J. Brown. So maybe we see another Gabe Davis game this week, potentially. He's not as good of a wide receiver as Jacoby Myers or Devontae Smith, but we could see something. Okay, so for me, I think Gabe Davis is an upside flex play right outside my top 36. I think there's some hesitancy to play Nico Collins against the Jets. And, you know, trust me, I am hesitant, right? I have Nico Collins in almost all of my teams this year. But I'm playing him, all right? He's a clear wide receiver one for C.J. Stroud. I think he's going to get his targets regardless. You know, these type of players, like with this type of ceiling, 
You know, I think he has to be in lineups. He's my wide receiver 15 on the week. He might be higher. He would be higher if this was a better matchup. But in a tough matchup last week against the Broncos, he had a damn he had damn near 200 yards receiving. Okay. Three straight games now with seven plus catches, and he's averaging 10 targets over the last three games. So I think you just got to start him at this point. On the other side, Garrett Wilson gets an upgrade for me with Zach Wilson starting. You know, you look at the last four games with Garrett. Uh, I'm sorry, that Garrett had with Zach Wilson. Eight for 90, seven for 100, eight for 80. I'm sorry, seven for 80 and nine for 93. And he's a neutral matchup this week against the Texans, right? So he's a solid wide receiver too for me this week as my wide receiver 16. Pretty high, but you got to understand like he's he's got it done with Zach Wilson, you know, in, in, in the last few games with him. We have two games now with what seems like an intentional increase in Rashi Rice's role. Last two games, eight catches for 107 yards and a touchdown, eight catches for 64 yards, 10 and nine targets. Like, I haven't seen that before this year. Uh, but it, it's coming along with the underlying usage to match. According to Fantasy Life's utilization report, Rice's route participation has been right at 70% each of the last two weeks. The highest has been all year. He's received 32% and 29% target shares in these last two, in these last two games. He hasn't seen more than 20% target share all year long until now. This utilization is extremely solid. We'd love for those routes to come up even more, but the target shares have been there. Uh, the Bills have been good at defending perimeter wide receivers this year, but they haven't been good. They haven't been as good at defending the slot. They're giving up the ninth most fantasy points to slot wide receivers over the last eight weeks. So I, I think we can start depending on Rashi a lot more than we were before. All right, moving on to some wide receiver threes. Uh, Brandon Cooks, you got you kind of want him in your lineup for the upside against Philly. The matchup is just too good. Okay, they're the worst team against wide receivers. He had a terrible game against them the first time around, but since then he scored three touchdowns in four games. You know, he's not getting the targets, that's for sure. Um, so we have a little bit of a boom-bust situation going on here with Brandon Cooks. When the But when the booms are happening, which they are right now, it's really tough to sit someone, especially in this type of matchup. Okay, so he's a boom-bust wide receiver three play for me. Jaden Reed should benefit from Christian Watson not being out there. Uh, he runs 75% of his routes from the slot. The Giants have given up the most fantasy points to slot wide receivers over the last four weeks. So he's a solid play this week. I think Romeo Dubs is a solid play as well. A little down in my rankings, but still he's a low-end wide receiver three for me. The Giants haven't been good against wide receivers at all. Lately, they're giving up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers over the last eight weeks and, and over the last four weeks as well, which means Dontavian Wicks is also in play. All these guys have been receiving a similar target share over the last several weeks, and Wicks looked good too. So in a deep league, he might be available if you need someone to plug in as a desperate flex play. I know a lot of people are out on Josh Downs. I'm not, okay? It might sound like I'm making excuses for him, but here's the thing. He had the knee injury weeks 9 and 10. He hardly ran any routes. He went into the bye, and then he got a 32% target share coming out of the bye in week 12. Then he had a tough matchup out of the slot this past week against Tennessee. His route participation is back up to 80%. The matchup is really good this week. Cincinnati's allowing the second most fantasy points to slot wide receivers this year, and they've been vulnerable there all year long, including the last four weeks. So he's a solid wide receiver three for me this week. I think Elijah Moore will end up being a solid start this week as well. Amari Cooper's in the concussion protocol. I would assume he misses this week. We don't know for sure. But if he's out, I think Moore's a solid wide receiver three play. He had 26% target share from Joe Flacco last week, 40%, 45% of the air yards as well. 
Uh, he's playing more of an outside receiver role now, which is good. We know he can separate downfield, bigger plays, more air yards. That's what we need. We know he could do it. But more, he's had top, he's had three top 36 finishes over the last four weeks. So I think he can be safely started in PPR, especially in this matchup against the Jags, who have given up the fifth most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers this year. As far as Adam Thielen goes, I, it doesn't seem like we can really trust him right now. He has one top 24 finish in the last five weeks. Jonathan Mingo is coming along a little bit. 26% target share over the last four weeks himself. 38% last week. Okay. The matchup for Thielen is so good, right? Like, that's the thing. It's like, it's so good. New Orleans has been really good against perimeter wide receivers. You know, it would make sense for those targets to funnel Thielen's way in the slot where the Saints are giving up the ninth most fantasy points. But again, can we trust him? I don't know. I moved them down to wide receiver 32 in the week. By the way, all of our rankings are up at upperhandfantasy.com. You can go check them out there. Also, make sure to sign up for the daily newsletter. It's free in your mailbox. In your, in your mailbox. Sending you mail by pigeon, by owl. It's coming in. Coming in hot. Get your mailboxes. Open your mailboxes. Dude, I never open my, my physical mailbox ever. Like, if, if it wasn't for my wife, you know, checking it like every day. I don't know why she checks it every day, but she does. Um, I don't know what kind of mail she's waiting for. Maybe her invitation to Hogwarts. I'm just going to keep going on with that theme. I have no idea. But if it wasn't for her, I would get no physical mail. But the newsletter, the good news about that is that it is an email. So you will get that in your inbox every day for free. Upperhandfantasy.com. Go to the newsletter section. Sign up. And also, you can go there and you can look at all the other newsletters that we've sent out. You can read them right on the website. So please go check that out. And the rankings as well. The, the rankings are going to be updated every single day, um, you know, the rest of the week through Sunday morning. All right. So as news comes out, as practice reports come out, we'll be shifting things. And also, we do more research as the week goes on also. So things can change. So feeling as my wide receiver 32, will that change? Maybe. Could go down. The Seahawks wide receiver situation has become interesting. Um, obviously, DK Metcalf, Metcalf went off last week, but JSN actually led in target share with 31%, uh, followed by DK Metcalf and Lockett, both having 23% each. Uh, so all three of these guys are in play. Okay, uh, JSN, seven balls on 11 targets for 62 yards, almost had that touchdown, uh, very close to that touchdown. But he's in play this week, too. Uh, the 49ers are allowing the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers in general over the last eight weeks. Uh, they have gotten better over the last four weeks, though. Okay, so keep that in mind. Uh, more middle of the pack, but they have their vulnerable spots, and the slot can be had as well. So I think Jason is a PPR flex play if you need one. That's going to do it for this episode, guys. We appreciate you. If you can subscribe, if you can follow the podcast on your podcast app, it means so much to us. Like the podcast is something that I, I, I'm really trying to put a lot of uh, emphasis on. We're trying to grow it. We have a lot more, you know, to, uh, that's going to come, you know, this off season and also next season. We have a lot of plans. It's hard to plan mid season, you know, because we have a lot going on and we have a routine that we've built, but so many ideas, uh, so many things that we're going to be, you know, putting in place. So if you could subscribe, it would mean the world to us. It would, it would help us accomplish those goals and just make this podcast a lot better. So we appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with a mailbag. All right. So go to my Instagram. I'll be putting up a story soon on there uh, asking for questions so if you have any questions uh for the for, you know for week 14 or just in general dynasty questions whatever hit me up 
on Instagram. I'll have that story out soon. You can put in your question there, and maybe we'll be answering them on your uh, on the podcast tomorrow. Take it, take it easy, guys. See you later. Bye bye. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 